what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hacka Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a man who played with Legos today. That's me. I'm Chuck P. And with me, as always, is the first female in NASCAR, Dan Nicka Patrick. Dan, what are we going to do today? Oh, we're here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the unicorn of our uploads, Gyro. It's nice to be here. We're glad you showed up. We're glad to be here again after this holiday weekend. Did you, did you have fun, Dover? What, what fireworks did you guys see? How many? Uh, a lot of fireworks. Red, white, and boom. Red, white, and boom. Here in Columbus. Here in Columbus, Ohio. We have our big uh, red, white, and boom celebration uh, the Friday before. A lot of fireworks. A lot of fireworks. There's uh, just tons of fireworks. They said 25% more fireworks from last year, which was still a lot. Well, I, uh, 25% of a lot is almost, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. You know. I, yeah, that's. <laughs> that's that's almost as much as the NBA cap jumped this offseason. That's so. true. That wow. is true. Nice way to make it basketball related. Dan, what did you do this Thanks, weekend? How, how are you doing, man? So I was actually in. I came home to Columbus for uh, for a couple of days to kind of you know regroup and see some people and hang out for a bit. But mm-hmm. the majority of my fireworks, believe it or not, were seen on my drive home from Columbus to the Chicago area. Uh, and as we were driving back up Route 65 going north just everywhere along the route <laughs> people shooting out fireworks the entire time so we got our own little fireworks show on the way home so uh even though we missed out on red white and boom we did get to see the fireworks driving home that was good though oh it was an absolute blast uh dover and i actually hung out i, I met up with him uh after i was uh doing some work with the columbus blue jackets and um i actually was in the the red white and boom parade there's a fourth of july parade for the columbus for with red white and bloom and um i found dover and we were handing stuff out and, and i got frustrated with how many things i had to hand out and so i decided to give dover a lot of my things uh, 30 pieces of gum to be yeah, exact double bubble assorted flavors assorted assorted, assorted flavors because i just didn't want to carry as many anymore mm. So just a huge handful. You all right? Is there a cow moving in there? You okay? No, we're good. I just had to, uh, sorry, laundry was going in the background. and make sure it didn't buzz on it. Oh, sorry. Got it. All right. And we're... yes, there there are there are cattle out of my back window. Oh, well, that makes sense. You are in Chicago. Uh, there are the right. bulls. Boom. Nicely See, done. Chicago bull. We just put it full, full circle. circle. We're full circling. Oh, we're nailing this. Uh, it seems it seems based off of our small talk here that we really want to talk about basketball. So I say we yes, get to absolutely. it. How about it, Dan? How about we get to it? I I think we should jump into it. And here we go. Now, of course, this weekend was the Fourth of July weekend, so we want to celebrate here on Hacka Chat in a very similar way. Uh, we want to talk about our favorite fireworks and what kind of fireworks are actually going on in the free agency period right now. Um, but before that, you know, you, you have the fireworks. You got to have the barbecue, right? That's how you get started, right, Dan? That's right. Exactly. You know, if you, you have the lead-up and the build-up actually going to the fireworks. You know, you've got the, the burgers on the grill. You've got the ribs going. You, you have the cookouts to kind of set the stage for what's to come, you know, later in the evening. Right. So uh, we wanted to get started there. Now, most of you might think, hey, hack a chat, guys. You haven't talked about the NBA draft yet. Maybe we're tar- starting there. We decided we're going to put off our NBA draft talk until we see these players against NBA talent. So we're going to do a lot of our draft talk when we see the summer league happen. So in about a week or so, when we watch some more of the summer league, since there's three of them now, Orlando, Utah, and Las Vegas, 
I don't know why they added another awesome. one. It's I I mean I'm not upset about it. I just don't know the actual reason for it. I'm this is this is great. More basketball in the summer sounds awesome. Uh, once we see some more of that, we'll have a better chance to evaluate the players who were taken in the draft and and how they might fit into the systems that they were taken by. But before that, before the draft, there were some trades. And actually during the draft, there were some trades. And after the draft, there were some trades. And we're going to talk about those trades for our little barbecue here. We're going to put those That's trades, right. put them on the grill, and I'm going to put on my apron. Actually, it's Dover does more of the grilling than I do. Actually, it's his cousin. Right, his cousin right. Carson, excellent griller. Very good griller. Shout out to Carson Heiser for, for the for the grill master. Um, there we go. But, we're, but you know what? You know who the you know who the ultimate griller is though. Uh, it's Lawrence Fishburne. So I think uh, we should maybe yeah, take yeah, this yeah. segment and put it in with a little grill, a little there it is, there it ain't, and kind of mix them together and get our entire NBA trade off season action going. All right, let's start it out with some there it is. There it is. We'll start out with the first trade that uh, we really thought was a huge impact, the uh, Magic trade. Uh, it was Serge Ibaka from the, from the Thunder being traded to the Orlando Magic for Arison Ilyasova, Victor Oladipo, and the Thunder's, or I'm sorry, the Magic's first-round pick this year, which turned into DeMontis Sabonis. So we, I gotta, I gotta ask you, Dan. Do you have a, a really strong opinion on, on the trade here? Because I certainly do for the Magic. Well, I have, I'm actually a strong opinion in the the other way. So I'm, I'll go. Uh, oh. There it is. There it is for the uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. And right. you know, we're putting we're putting we're putting this cap on in a world where um, a certain player in Oklahoma City was considering staying in Oklahoma City. So I, I was thinking to myself, man. You have a backcourt of Russell Westbrook and Victor Oladipo, who are two maybe of the best athletes in the NBA. Right, they are playing quick. against. Yeah, quick, athletic, fast, and can play both guys on the wing. So I'm thinking, really smart move if you're trying to contend with Clay and Steph in the backcourt. And it kind of would give the Thunder their first real option as an NBA player at the shooting guard position since they kind of brought this whole team together. So, right. I mean, yes, they finally, finally have their yeah. guy. And you get a guy like Demontis Sabonis, who from all, um, you know, things we've seen in the NCAA tournament and things how he's played in college at Gonzaga, a guy that you can plug in who's a smart basketball player who can share the ball, who can defend, who has a little bit of a jump shot and will develop into one of those guys who, in an important series in the NBA playoffs, can be a key asset. Plus, you know, he has the – the fact that his dad played the league, you right. know, didn't come over until he was 31, but played the league. So he has mm -hmm. a feel for kind of what the NBA lifestyle is like, um, fitting those two things together. Uh, and then, you know, you throw in Ursin Ilyasova, who you want to keep if you can. If not, you can let him go, but he's a three-point threat. So right. I think it was a great fit for what the Thunder are trying to do and compete with the Warriors to get more guys who can play multiple positions, defend multiple positions, and can shoot it. So – I thought it was a great fit for what the uh, the Thunder were trying to do. So I'm going to go, there it is, for the Thunder. I'm going for the Magic. It's a very, very soft, there it is. There it is. Okay, okay. There it is. Because here's here's what it does for the Magic. First off, it provides a rim protector, which they, they need. Yep. Val, uh, I almost said Valanchunas. What am I doing? Uh, Vucevic is not a great defender. And 
Frank Vogel no, that is, is going that is putting it nicely. Is it Frank Vogel is going to demand good defense. And I think Serge Ibaka, I mean Serge is still what, 26? Like he's a young guy. Like he is, still has some right. room to grow here. I think he can be the cornerstone of that defense. And also what it does, it clears up the guard picture a little bit. It gives them an opportunity yeah. to play more guys. This like now, and I would have thought, I was hoping that possibly um, they would m try and move away from Elford Payton instead. If I had to choose between Payton and Oladipo, I would stick with Oladipo. But, I mean, it, you can't play both those guys at the same time. In the league where you need shooting, and these are two guys who are not phenomenal shooters, they needed something to be different. Uh, and so they had to step away from one of them, so that makes sense. But now uh, Hizonia will get a shot and Fournier will get a shot. Like they've been um, clogged up in the guard and then three position as well. But like one of the actual lineups that could happen is Peyton at the one. You have uh, Evan Fournier at the two, Hizonia at the three, or swap those. Really, I don't know what Hizonia is yet because we just haven't seen enough of him in the NBA yet. And then you have Serge yeah, Ibaka. Yeah, Serge Ibaka at the four and Vucevic at the five. Like, I think that's a legitimate, like, almost playoff contending lineup, at, like, especially well, the in the East. Well, the thing that's crazy about it is early reports out of Orlando, from what I have been reading throughout this entire process, has been they're going to try to play Aaron Gordon, Serge Ibaka, and uh, Nikola Vucevic. I just don't know how that's going to I don't know how that's going to work. That's right. so much so taller. I would, I would agree with you. You'd have you have two shooters with the addition of or keeping Fournier um, and Hazelnia. You have Peyton kind of, you know, running the show. Um, and you put Aaron Gordon at the four and Ibaka at the five. Now, you you know, you take out Vucevic, who's one of your best players as far as filling the stat sheet. He's more of like an NS Cantor kind of guy. Um, right. So you you have the option of having these different guys you can plug and play at least kind of match different team lineups which uh, the thing that's hard about the trade though is the magic are going for broke here with abaca because he's up after this year right so that's if, if abaca were still under contract for longer i would i would like it a lot more for them but if he just doesn't like what he's doing in orlando he can up and go in a year which is kind of a bummer right but no i, I like it overall for the match too i just like them trying you know they've got a legitimate nba coach just in frank vogel and they're trying like they're trying to get guys in to put a team together to contend in the East, which, you know, outside of the Cavs, it's not the Cavs and the Raptors going forward. There isn't a lot. So right. they have a legitimate shot to be a top five team in the East. Uh, the next trade that we have on the docket was uh, a three-team trade. It was the Indiana Pacers, the Utah Jazz, and the Atlanta Hawks making a deal. Uh, Jeff Teague going from the Hawks to the Pacers. The, uh, George, the point guard for the Indiana Pacers, George Hill, going to the uh, Utah Jazz and Utah Jazz sending a pick over to the Atlanta Hawks. It looks like the Atlanta Hawks are ready to run with Dennis Schroeder as their starter. There it ain't. They definitely are. There it ain't. Yeah. I don't I don't think that Dennis Schroeder is a starting point guard in this league. Um I'm I, I mean I need to see it. But like I just don't think that he has he has quickness to get to the rim, but quickness isn't going to help you a whole lot if you are running into guys twice your size. I think that he doesn't have the strength to get to the rim. Um, 
I don't think he has the shooting yet that we've seen, Not at least not consistency. Um, I don't know. He's not as – I don't think he's as good of a defender as Teague was. Um, I don't love Dennis Schroeder being the starter for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to put it there at eight. Well, it's funny. So you said the one word that comes up is going to come up while wow, Schroeder is consistency. You know, game yep. one against yep. the Cavs, uh, he went for 27 and looked like, oh, well, there's no question that he's going to be their point guard going forward. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, there's kind of a fizzle. And right. it's like, oh, well, I don't really know what we're doing now. Um, so but I think it's a good fit for the Pacers. You know, Jeff Teague I doesn't have it. to worry about to look, looking over his shoulder. Right. Um, so I'd say, you know, there it is mm-hmm. for the, the, uh, the Pacers. And then we've talked about it all year with the Jazz. It's just an adult, adult that you can point put guard. at the point guard spot to just run the team, hit open jumpers, doesn't need a lot. I don't know if the Cisco hair is going to fly <laughs> in Salt Lake City, uh, but he will be a good fit there. I, again, it's not a, a, a like a lightning bolt move that's going to reinvigorate the franchise, but it's a, a, an NBA veteran who's been around for a while. It's a step forward. The organizations, it's a step forward. Yeah. Um, and it's so putting Shelvin Overall, yeah, all around. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's a, it's a good it's a good move for all teams involved. Yeah, and I, I think it puts uh, Shelvin Mack uh, against second units, which is where he'll do a lot better. Um, I, right. I I really liked this for the Pacers and for Utah. I'm We'll see what happens with Dennis Schroeder. Um, I really, really like him as a player, but I really don't think that that's his position as a starting point guard. We will find out. Uh, moving on to our next trade. That's right. The Knicks. Whew, the Knicks are picking up Derek Rose. How about this trade, Dan? I'm doing it. I'm going there. Derek Rose, there it is. Wow. Wow. Count it up. Hold on. Only because. Hold on. Only because. Go ahead. No, I I was saying hold on because I was scared about what you were going to start saying. Go ahead. Keep keep, keep going. Well, I had to pause for dramatic effect here. Oh, all right. My apologies then. The reality is it's not that great of a move. But... <laughs> well, they got Justin Holiday and a second-round pick next year, so come on. Yeah. Yeah. So you have one more year of, of Derrick Rose, contract year. Um, mm-hmm. So you get contract year Derrick Rose, you know, trying to make sure he gets another large deal going into an even crazier free agent summer a year from now. Right. Um, but you, uh, you at least get another name you can put in front of the Knicks fans so it's like, hey, we're trying, right? You know, Phil Jackson is getting the the idea that you know, wow, this is a lot harder than than I would have thought, and isn't just like, oh, I can play this game like I'm playing NBA 2K and just put the names on there. That's is not, not going to work out. <laughs> um, but I just like it from the standpoint. I just like it from the standpoint of I like watching important games in Madison Square Garden. Like I think it's really fun. Uh, he, Derrick Rose, has played some really great games. Madison Square Garden. Right. I like the idea. We'll get in. We'll get into a little bit more of this as we go. But I like the idea of what they're just trying to put together, mm-hmm. and they're just trying. You know, I like the teams are trying, which is more fun than the teams that are just deliberately tanking to not be great. So they they should definitely take that route and just be, hey, we're just going to be bad. We just know we're going to be bad. We're going to need to collect assets and try to make moves that way. But they're trying, which is fun, right. and it makes it more fun. That's why I said there it is. Not necessarily for the parts and pieces involved, because 
all have been injured, all have continued to be injured, all have peaked and have now started the backside slide of their career. So it's not necessarily a great basketball situation, but it's just fun to watch, and I'm going to enjoy watching Knicks games all year next year. Right. I, I'm saying there it is uh, solely for the entertainment purposes. It is, it is right. a better league when the Knicks are relevant. When the Knicks are yes. flooding around 20 wins a season, uh, it's not. It's not fun. It's just not fun. Um, this is. Right. This will be more fun when they are. You know, a a playoff contending team. It, it'll just make the league more that, fun. Yeah, and I think that's what we're all excited that, about. That that being said, here's my ultimate. Or if it hits them a genius, they're yeah. gonna start out like game busters. They're gonna come out really hot and probably start like 16-4, and then it's just going to injuries are just gonna pile up, and it's gonna be like the sixth seed in the East. So Knicks fans will get super excited like they did a few years ago when they were making a bunch of threes to start the year, and then it's like, oh, we're really not that good. This is disappointing. That's what I'm uh, – it's a hit I'm a genius earlier than uh, normal on the show. So I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and predict that now for the Knicks. I like it. We'll, we'll follow that along as the season uh, gets going here. Well, I, I think our, our barbecue is over. Um, we yeah, got our good. burgers. I'm nice and full. I had, yeah. I had too many hot dogs. Um which uh, Dan, Dan, funny story on the 4th of July, I had my own hot dog eating contest. I played along with Nathan's uh, here at the Dover household. Nice. And um, I, I had a couple of my boys from the church, from the lakeside crew that was up with us the last episode. They were there and uh, I did not win in 10 minutes. I ate, no, I ate five hot dogs. Five, which was, did you, did you many. get them in the water to let them no, he slide down your ketchup. belly? I, he used ketchup. I put ketchup on him because I like ketchup on hot dogs. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to sully a hot dog because I have to eat it quicker. Like, I'm, nope. Now, see, not me. Here's the thing. I had the first four hot dogs I ate in the first four minutes. But then the last six minutes, I could only get one down. I hit a wall. Uh, it, hit it a wall. Well. Uh, one of our boys had six in ten minutes. That He was our winner. That was Cam. Shout out to Cam Sipple. Um, and so anyways, yeah, he, uh, he did great. So we've had our dogs. We got, we, we put the grill out. We're, we're walking over. We got, we got our chairs and, and our, our blankets. We're putting them down and we're ready for the fireworks. Let's get to the fireworks now. Shall we? I would say the fireworks are ready to roll. All right. So we have different kinds of fireworks, uh, that if you've ever been to, uh, a, a organized fireworks show, you will recognize some of these fireworks that we have. Um, we will go through the categories now and, and kind of give you an idea of, of which one. We'll, we'll explain the category and go through what free agency moves we think fit into this category. And, and then we'll move on to the next category and explain what those are and, and, and how they fit in. Does that sound like a good plan to you, Dan? I think it sounds great. I'm ready to roll. All right. We'll start out with the initial boom. There's a always they start out real strong you get a big one it it goes high into the air and it pops and it's huge and when it and you see it and then you feel it you, you feel it in your chest just yes boom it, 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 you, get that, you, you get that glisten in your eye you know it's yeah summertime it's nice outside you have big bright lights up in the sky it's really fun and everyone's really starting out the night with a boom yeah, the so initial boom. The initial boom, the the feel it with your chest boom. Uh, now a, a couple of these happen throughout the night, but that it really starts out strong with that big one. So we want to talk about 
uh, free agency moves that are, are big, impactful moves that we, we, we pretty much saw coming. We, we know that they were going to happen because that's just how we get started. Um, but, you know, sometimes you're caught off guard by the initial boom. And so we'll talk about those as well. But something that just makes a Absolutely. big impact right off the bat. Uh, first one we had down is Hassan Whiteside, $98 million for a four-year deal. Maxing out. Uh, last year, he made $980,000. Um, and so for you, uh, math, he, he uh, literally uh, 100 times more. That's a lot. He will be jumping a tax bracket. The tax bracket will be changing <laughs> for Hassan Whiteside. What do you think he should? But I don't know. Where do you think he work. should put all of that? Where do you think he should invest all that money? Into a slow, or until into a low risk, high yield mutual fund. Just I, be smart about it. Don't do anything crazy. <laughs> Just be really smart. Put it away. Save it for later. John maybe, Oliver maybe had a one, bit about this. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's yeah, real good. Be smart with money. Good. Don't do anything crazy. Live like you're making that that nine hundred eighty thousand dollars with the other money. You know, just 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 be smart with it. Be smart <laughs> with it. It's on. Now, based on his uh, his Instagram, I don't think that's going to be the case. I but agree. <laughs> one can only hope. Um, yeah, that was a that was a very good initial boom, and he made it very clear. He's like, look, I want this done right away right and i want it to be done i don't want to mess with it i don't want to worry about it i want it to be done which i respected i would not have, i did not expect that out of him but i respected it so it's on white side initial boom max deal load him up he also had a solid snapchat of uh the song him just saying I i'm staying and then the song miami from will smith playing and then him just standing there and then walking out a door uh, it was too dramatic for the song Miami, but I, I guess it works for him. I mean, go his on right side. Um, I love it. Right. I think it's a solid signing. He's a great player. He may turn into an all-star soon. He'll be a defensive stopper. I, I, I don't have any qualms with this at all. Not at all. All right. Great move. Moving great on. Move for him. Next one, which might have a little bit more controversy. DeMar DeRozan, a five-year deal worth what was it 139 million dollars staying with the toronto raptors demar DeRozan, a boom he, he's staying an initial boom yeah big one an initial boom and a boom that was very unexpected from i think us going into the off season before like we finished up the playoffs you know we at least we're thinking about what's really going to take place i think he was the guy we all thought was going to be on the move right we did not think he would stay home in Toronto, because it seems like a lot of the American-born players that go up to Toronto, do it for a couple of years, kind of get sick of being in Canada, and then come back and play in the states. Well, you have to sit he's through guy, two. He, you have to yeah. sit through two anthems every game you play. You have to listen to the Canadian national anthem and, and the United States you know, national. It just gets too long. And eighty-two games a year, that time adds up. It really does. It does. So, especially when the Canadian national anthem, the, the Canadian national anthem, they change the words in case you didn't know. Um, because Whoa, they talk about the know. Suns, they say we now. Um, sorry, that's a little just Canadian national anthem news. They made it gender neutral. Um, anyways, good for them. Moving on. Neither here nor there. But yeah, Demar Rosen stays stays in mm -hmm. Toronto. Um, they've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've made it to the playoffs for a couple of years. With this core group of uh, Heat and Lowry, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I like them keeping the thing together. And Zayu Jiri is a much smarter basketball mind than myself, so I trust what he is doing. 
and uh, keeping that crew together and uh, adding more pieces to it as the offseason continues to roll. Yeah, and keeping those guys together, we'll, we'll see what it evolves with when they have Damari Carroll healthy for a longer period of time. And same with Valanchunas. Just if he's healthy, who knows what will happen. We'll see. Uh, our next boom on the list, Andre Drummond. I think we all saw this one coming. Andre Drummond, five years, 130, staying with the Detroit Pistons. Boom. Yep. Real big boom. Um, I mean, not only when he's shooting the free throws and plunking them off the backboard, but, you know, big boom that you get to keep Andre Drummond in Detroit. Uh, again, we've talked about what Stan Van Gundy is building there. It's a lot like what he built in Orlando when he was down that way. Lots of guys that can space the floor with one guy you can throw it into. Um, it's a great spot for him. It's a great spot for what the Pistons are building, and I love the move keeping him there. Yep. I, you're locking down a 22-year-old who – has already made an all-star game and has made an all-NBA team. Um, uh, sounds good to me. Uh, That's right. The next one we have for the Lakers making a real big boom that kind of came out of left field. Timothy Mozgov, four years, $64 million. Timothy Mozgov. Now, now I think we champion, should champion Timothy Mozgov. Not all of the initial booms have to be the best boom. That's true. But they're booms. But they're booms nonetheless. So I think this was when we woke up. Those of us that fell asleep and did not see this happening uh, woke up and said, "Wait, wait, what happened? Wait, what happened?" With <laughs> yeah. This? Yep. Pretty Four much. Four years, sixty-four million. That was. Uh, and I think that kind of laid that laid the groundwork for how crazy the next few days were going to be when it came to the money that was going to be handed out and the players that were going to be receiving that kind of money. So that's yeah. where that falls under that initial boom. That was uh, that was to the Lakers. We we got to our spot for the fireworks and I was still setting up my chair and then like I was setting it and behind me I like heard the boom and I was like oh we got started oh we're started now oh all right. oh oh yes. all right here we are <laughs> look at this. Um, wasn't ready yet. Uh, yeah, Timothy Mozgov. Whoa. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see Lakers. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see I, think, I think the way you put that was absolutely perfect. You, you've gotten the fireworks. You're, you're really not settled yet. You're not even right. realizing that they're happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's this, a huge crack in the air. They're like, Whoa, wait, what just happened here? And that's with the Mozgov trade or the Mozgov signing to the Lakers was all that. That's yep. great. Uh, the next one that we have on the list is our final one for the initial boom list. Uh, Daniel put this one here. It is Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal got a max deal. What was it? Five years and quite a bit of money. What was it? 120 some odd? 128 million dollars yeah. to yep. stay with the Wizards. Yes. Uh, you know, this is one I think we're going to have some just different opinion on. But again, it's, it's just the initial boom, the initial, whoa, this is all happening really quickly. This is crazy. This is a lot happening all at one time. Right. Um, again, another 22-year-old guy, young guy, um, has, has made an impact in the league since he's been here. He's been in a playoff series. Um, the health has been the issue, but he has all of the talent in the world to be one of the top shooting guards in the league at a position that isn't full of talent. And he... Right. You know, just by his ability to shoot it and attack the rim and his athleticism is in that upper tier of shooting guards just because there aren't that many. And it's a premium position in the league, especially it's what the Warriors are doing to the league where it's, you got to shoot it, you got to have guys that can shoot it, you got to flat shoot it. Um, and he's young and he's going to continue to grow. And if he stays healthy, he is very, very dangerous. So 
uh, I can understand and see the the large amount of money that they handed out to Bradley Beal. That that's what scares me the most is that they are now committed to five years. We haven't seen right. Bradley Beal put one season together where he remains healthy right. at a top level, and I, that that scares me uh, for them. Like I just I don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in, and if these chronic problems keep coming up like i mean he keeps getting stress fractures and they don't know why and that's i feel like a, a large problem and uh if, yeah. if they cannot keep him healthy i feel like they're gonna regret the length and the the dollar bills that they have committed to this which is why i believe that this one this contract Very would nice. belong in our next category which we'll talk about now the boom fizzle this is a, another, yeah. if you've been to one of these big fireworks shows, you probably recognize the boom fizzle. It starts out with a boom, and then it goes, and then it just, it like breaks up into little pieces, go, boom, the boom fizzle. It's where you, you hit the big impact, ooh, cool, oh, and then it just ended kind of weird. You don't yeah. know, you so know you, what's you, going. You, they, it, it draws you in with the big boom, and then the, the, the oh, whoa, that's there. Okay, I'm drawn in. And then you look in and you're kind of sitting back and you're like, oh, that wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah, so the, the boom fizzle. So I, I could see boom how fizzle. you could fit that, that Brad Beal contract into that boom fizzle. What are some other boom fizzles that we, uh, we've seen so far to start this free agency period? Uh, I think that uh, one of the biggest ones that may be a little bit controversial, um, especially with a gentleman who is sitting behind the MacBook next to me, uh, Mike Conley signing the largest contract in nba history five years 153 million dollars now dover how do you feel about your favorite player receiving the largest contract in nba history i'm excited for him i'm excited for him but he's injured right now which worries me he'll give it, he's got he's he'll be all right but he's gonna get injured again are you and again. Well, no, he's only I mean, it's not like he has chronic injury problems. It's I mean, he's played full seasons before at his highest level that we've seen. I just don't know that if Mike Conley's highest level is worth one hundred and fifty three million dollars. Me either. Right. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yes. Dover is the ultimate Mike Conley defender, and right. he even just said, "Yeah, I, I don't either." When I saw that number, I was just like, "No, no that's no. a little too much. Too much money. Don't do that." Now, I think but that they, it was good. I was gonna say, I, I think that that may have been a product of a bidding war. Uh, I think that he is by far and away he was the best point guard available for uh, this free agency period, and there's a lot of people with money to spend. I think that he may have had a few people knocking on his door and that up up the cash. I think that's what really what did it. And uh, I'm willing to bet that uh, the Grizzlies just didn't want to see him go. They wanted to have security at that position, and that's probably why they paid him as much as they did. Well, yeah, well, it's funny because you had, like you said, some teams knocking on the door. The Dallas Mavericks were definitely one of those teams. Oh, yeah. And who has been the, the lead recruiter for the Dallas Mavericks? Been Chandler Parsons ever since he's been there. And now you get Conley to the Grizz, and it was like the old swisheroo where yep. Conley's like, hey, Chandler, why don't you just come with me, too? And the, the Chandler Parsons signs with the Grizzlies as well. Uh, uh, but I yeah, love going it. back to, to Mike, I think it's great. I, I think it's really great. Um, the fact that they were able to keep that team afloat with the guys that they had in that roster, mm -hmm. not have some health 
with Gasol and you have Randolph back uh, to add in Conley and Parsons to that mix. Um, I think Parsons would be a really good fit there. For every reason, I think he and Zach Randolph are going to be best friends. I don't know why. <laughs> they just feel like two guys that are going to be really good buds. And I think that friendship will be really fun to watch as the next season starts yeah. uh, with the NBA. Well, and I, I, I like um... – I like Chandler Parsons, but we haven't seen – I mean, Chandler Parsons' best year was his final year with the Rockets, and he hasn't played up to that potential. I mean, he's had injuries and stuff, but, like, he just hasn't play, oh, played yeah. up to that potential since then. And so I'm right. hoping that this contract will be fulfilling. If he keeps up what he has been doing with the Mavericks the last three years, I, I'm thinking it'll be a boom fizzle, but we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, the overall arching term of this uh, this category is the mm-hmm. fizzle. I think the knee injuries are going to continue to just wear on them, I think, and it will eventually fizzle. Uh, I hope it doesn't because I think that's a really fun core, uh, but I think it's going to land in that, that boom physical category for us. Well, Chandler Parsons is leaving the Mavericks, and the Mavericks made a couple different moves of their own. They uh, re-upped Darren Williams. They maxed out... Harrison Barnes, four years, 94. And they went and traded for uh, Andrew Bogut. They traded away a couple second rounders and they picked up Andrew Bogut. So the Mavericks making some big moves. I don't know if all of them are going to be great. (laughs) But but it seems like the last few years for the Mavericks, they've done a great job of setting themselves up to have money to spend on guys, Mm -hmm. but they have never gotten the top your guy that they've right. coveted Absolutely. with that money. So, like, you're getting the Deron Williams after the Deron Williams was the really, you know, big Deron Williams summer. You're getting a Harrison Barnes who just came off the finals and was like, oh, Harrison Barnes is kind of not good when the uh, the lights are the brightest. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Bogut, you know, great rim protector, but in a time where, you know, the big is really kind of being pushed aside here, you know, again, not much of excitement for the Mavericks, more of a boom. Ooh, bring you in with some names that we know and kind of some fizzling as it goes. Right. You, it's like, oh, they're making moves. Yeah, those are the moves, really? Oh, <laughs> no. But those, those moves include include those guys. Uh, okay. Now, but here's the deal. I, They'll be a good team because they're so well coached. Right. They have a great organization. Everyone loves Dirk. Like, they'll be a quality team. It's just not the team that they were hoping to get with all the money they've set themselves up for going into these free agency periods. And they also uh, kept uh, Dwight Powell for they locked down Dwight Powell four years for thirty seven. Um, I've I've talked up Dwight Powell in, in the past, and so basically I'm just laying claim that I, I saw him as a good player in the future. I think that this is going to be a great contract. That's under ten mil a year for Dwight Powell. I think at the end of this deal, he's going to look like a, an absolute bargain. Just my opinion. Um, so I'm thinking that yeah. that one did really well. But like as, as a whole for the Mavericks, it's just they wanted to make big moves. And unfortunately, Dwight Powell can't be the uh, shining star among that. Um, right. Along with those uh, uh, boom fizzles as well. Another team that made a couple moves that we think fall into this category is the Orlando Magic. Uh, they picked up. Um, Evan Fournier's contract, they they decided to pay the crap out of that guy. Uh, Bismack Biyombo. Yeah, they weren't they, joking around. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what was it? Four years, eighty some odd. So, so Biyombo was four. Biyombo was seventy two. 
Biombo yeah, was four for seventy two. Five five for eighty five. Oh my gosh, did they really give him five years? Wow. Um, yeah, they uh they they sure rolled out the carpet and they only added DJ Augustine into that mix too. So, oh yeah, they did. Um Yeah. So just some some boom fizzle moves where you kinda of draw you in some names you know. Right. You know, trying to just reinvigorate the franchise, mm-hmm. new coach there. Lots of guys that can kind of run up and down, be athletic, and, you know, I don't know. It could be something. It could be something there, but I think it's more going to be a, a little bit of that. Well, and we were earlier talking about, um, you know, just opening up the backcourt. And so just adding DJ Augustine to that, I just and, – and locking down that you have to keep Evan Fournier for quite some time, it, who knows what will happen. Um, I, I think that they made some – big moves as far as uh cash but i i just don't know if those are going to uh really settle in and really be worth the money uh as well as we agree for this next next one uh for the atlanta hawks they went and picked up dwight howard for three years and 70.5 million dollars uh are we really paying dwight howard 70 million dollars now I just think this is the ultimate boom fizzle. This um, really is. He'll, he'll be like he'll he'll have a quality season. I bet my guess is that he'll be about sixteen and ten, sixteen and eleven. Mm-hmm. It'll be really quality, but the Hawks won't matter, and right. that's kind of who Dwight has been, and mm-hmm. who he will, I think will kind of fade off into the sunset. You know, at least being at home, which my guess is that he was expecting this big like Dwight Howard's going home. Like these, like red carpets laid out. Everyone in all of these sports media talking about how cool it is that Dwight Howard's going home, and it was kind of just underneath the rug. Oh, right. Dwight Howard to the Hawks, whatever. Yeah, and it was not that big a deal. It was definitely one of those where I was like, "Oh, Dwight Howard got signed," and I was like, "Oh, notable," and I was like, "Wait, where did he get signed again?" Well, like I kept like I kept like yeah. trying to ask people. I was like, "All right, I'm sorry, I forget where did, where did he go again?" Like I I don't remember. <laughs> And uh, and I think that that's the ultimate. Like, oh, he he nailed it. All right, wait, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And so I we'll see what happens. I, he's he's only going to get older. Um, and yeah. you know, again, he's playing for a, a with a point guard that isn't up to his caliber. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, would he's been a backup for this the last few years. We'll we'll see if he can turn anything as a starter. But man, he's really getting screwed with some of these point guards he's had. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Mike Budenholzer uses him. Uh, I think he'll try to use him like Tim Duncan was used when he was with the uh, the Spurs. You know, he'll be the guy to throw it into. He'll get the post touches that he's wanted that he hasn't had. He's been with Harden in Houston. Um, so, you know, silver lining for Dwight is he'll get to play the way he wants to play, but I don't know that it's going to be a quality team outcome playing that way. Uh, the other category, or the next category that we have for our fireworks, it's these floor fireworks. And they shoot off real low to the ground. And normally they are within a, a, a whole sort of, uh, I don't know, process of different fireworks going on. They're part of a system. And, and, and they, they shoot off and, you know, they're cool, but like they're not making an enormous impact. They're meaningful. They're yeah. definitely part of the show, but... They're not really what's going to make the game changers, but they are notable. And so we, they just kind of happen. Yeah. They, yeah. They just kind of happen. And these are some things that we think are notable. You know, they, they're yeah. part of the system. Maybe they're part of a larger move that, that, that a team is doing, but 
this is this is something that happened in the NBA that we would like to talk about. These are some of the moves that we just think should be talked about, right? I think maybe we should. I think we should maybe rifle through these the way these kind of fireworks are rifled through in a real fireworks display. All right. Well, I'll the, I'll hit them quick then, uh, as well yeah. as uh, DJ Augustine Jeff Green also to the Magic. Uh, he just adds that whole litany of magic folks. Any comments? Um, again, just trying to put some guys together. Uh, we'll probably put them in the playoffs, and good for them. Yep, yeah, good for them. Uh, Jeremy Lin is going to the Brooklyn Nets, as if Jeremy Lin hasn't been on enough teams already. Uh, Jarek Jack was waived, and so now Brooklyn has a starting point guard, I guess? I guess uh, he'll be back in New York, and we knew we know what happened last time he was in New York. It was real fireworks. Uh, but hopefully, he can kind of re reinvigorate that that same thing that happened a few years ago with Mike D'Antonio. Uh, funny thing was the Jared Jack reaction. Lots of haws in a uh, in a Twitter post that he immediately <laughs> took down and said, "Oh, that was something else that happened." Oh, really? Was it Jared? <laughs> Not sure if that was the actual case. Those were unrelated. <laughs> um... Completely unrelated. Uh, I, uh, the next one on our on our notes, I'm I'm going to skip right by because I think they're part of a bigger picture that we really need to take a bigger look at. So I'm going to go right down to Joe Johnson to the Jazz, adding some scoring from the two position. Joe yep. Johnson you know, to the Jazz. Another guy, another guy on the wings on the wing for the Jazz. Get some shots up, can score. Good yep. for them. Good for them. Al Jefferson is going to the Pacers. Uh, that'll give another option for their bigs in Indiana while they're trying to get uh, Miles Turner up to speed and, and really uh, into his NBA body. So that's a, another solid option for them up front. I, I actually kind of like this one. Just I, I like I think Big Al's great. Uh, I think he's still he's one of the best guys playing with the back of the basket. Um, I like him in Indiana, and I think it's a good fit. But again, it's just kind of under the radar, not super important, but. A good good deal for the Pacers. And and this one I say for last because I think this is my favorite uh, of the yes. uh, fireworks that we have here on the floor. Uh, Matt Delavadova, he's going to the Milwaukee Bucks for four years, $38 million. This is my opinion on Matt Delavadova. I think Matt Delavadova, Matthew Delavadova, excuse me. I don't know him personally. I shouldn't be giving him nicknames. Um, I think he is the 31st best point guard in the league which means I think that he is the best second unit point guard. And I think yeah. spending $9.5 million a year on your, essentially your sixth man, who is one of the best sixth men in the league, is awesome. I think that you, yeah. you're doing a good job. Um, I think that this is definitely part of a bigger picture. You want to see what they do with uh, MCW, if he turns in anything. If um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be playing the one, what are they going to do with uh, Delhi? Maybe put him at the two, be a defender uh, outside. Who knows? But I like this for the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I really, really like this for the Milwaukee Bucks. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's a great fit for them. Um, I think it's going to be a good fit for Delhi. I think him being under the tutelage of Jason Kidd will be good. Uh, like you said, Michael Carter-Williams, not really sure what's happening with him, so he's kind of, kind of fit into that role. Um, I think it's a good place. I think it's a good thing for Delhi. Excited for him. Um, bummed to see him leave Cleveland, but excited for him. Yep. Uh, the next category that we have, Dan, how about you describe uh, the next category we've got going on? So we'll call these the the boom fakey boom. Boom fakey boom. So it's kind of it's kind of like the boom sizzle, 
So mm-hmm. you, you get the big boom and then the little fizzle. You're like, oh, I guess that one's done. And then it draws you right back in with another boom. So you're like, oh, whoa, wait a second. I was caught off guard, thought you were going away, and now you're coming right back. Uh, so we call these the boom fakey booms. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a couple different boom fakey booms that are going to be, uh, be talking about here. The first one being Al Horford to the Boston Celtics. Now, the reason why I think I described this one as a boom fakey boom is you have the big name mm-hmm. of Al Horford. Yep. But then again, you look at Al Horford, you're like, well, is he really you – know, the guys that aren't really paying that close attention to Al Horford really that great of a player? Like, is he really that good? Does it really mean that much to a team? So you kind of get drawn in, and it's like, oh, Al Horford. Nah, it's not that exciting. He kind of doesn't really do a lot that's fun for the casual NBA fan, so it kind of goes away. And then he brings it back with the second boom, because if you realize that Boston has finally swung to the fences and got a major free agent right. in this period, which they've tried to do for a couple of years now mm-hmm. in this complete rebuild. Uh, so they've, they've had the draft picks, they've had money, they haven't been able to draw in the major talent they've wanted. So that's where the second boom comes in for me. Uh, matching him with, with President Brad Stevens is going to be a fantastic marriage. I think this is going to be a great fit. I think it's going to continue to draw guys to Boston. Uh, and I think that it's going to be a really good thing for the Celtics as they continue this rebuild. Yeah, I think that uh, the boom, you boom, uh, a lot of this goes into a, a point where uh, you, you think the uh, end is coming. You're like, you hit the boom and it like fakes you out and then it brings you back and you're like, oh, 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 we're getting we're getting the big stuff now. Like we're, we're ready for the huge. And, and you're like, oh, all right. OK, it's not quite that. But, you know. It was a big. Right, right, right. It was a big impact. You're like, oh, uh, yes. Oh, wow, that was really good. Holy cow. Um, I like Al Horford to Boston. I like them having a big that they know is going to be good instead of sifting through four that might be pretty good. Um, and so th- they have a little bit more clarity at that position at the very least. Um, I was hoping that this would be part of a bigger sell. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Um, but right. You know, I, I I love it. I think it was a great move. Um, our next one, uh, Pau Gasol is going to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Pau Gasol is what an eight-time All Star. Uh, just uh, he's been a two-time champion, and now he's going to go play for Popovich. That's awesome. Exactly. Yes, I agree. Uh, he's a cerebral guy. He's going to fit in in that locker room down there incredibly well. Um, great teammate by all accounts. Uh, knows the game, knows how to play the game, will love playing the style that Popovich plays, where it's a smarter brand of basketball. Great fit. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is. I think this is a lot more impactful than people might realize, and so uh, I'm. I'm really glad that we can talk about it. It's. Ugh, yeah. I can't wait to see, and especially if Tim Duncan does decide to retire. This is, you know, they're they're not going to lose a whole lot at that position. Because they right. already got Pau Gasol. Exactly. There. Um, exactly. Our, our next one that we want to talk about was uh, a combination. Marvin Williams and Nick Batum signing long-term deals with the Hornets. I, uh, right. I'm, I'm really, I'm really into Nick Batum. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a Me little too. bit in love, a little in love. Um, I, I wanted him to go so many there are so many different places I was like oh man he'd be great here oh he'd be great oh, he'd really be good over here and he's gonna be solid with the Hornets and I, I, I agree I, I think that signing him locking him down for a long-term deal if he can really get back to where he was I mean he 
especially in his final season with the Trailblazers, whew, that guy could flat out play. He was getting triple doubles yeah. in, in the the hard way. And um, I think that he could be solid. And Marvin Williams, I think, is a serviceable guy at his position. And you put those things together, and you're, you're spending a good amount of money for some solid production on the court. Yeah, and you keep the, the core group of guys together that you've had, that what you've been building in Charlotte. You keep that, that group together. Now, you may have overpaid a little bit for both, mm-hmm. but you keep the continuity of what you're trying to do. Um, right. So you may have spent a little more money than you were hoping to spend, but uh, like I said, you're, you're keeping that core group of guys moving in the direction of being in the playoffs every year and just maybe hopefully adding another piece to that group down the road. So I think it sets it up pretty well. I, I like the move for the Hornets, do you especially mean, Nick Batum. We, do you mean we, a, we both have a crush on him. Oh, yeah, we we both do. Uh, do you mean another piece like Roy Hibbert for one year, $5 million? Uh, just saying that yeah, they did that. They have, they have Roy that, Hibbert. They, they did do that. Yeah, I don't know that that was the move I was talking about <laughs> for uh, referencing, but it was a move that they made nonetheless. Well, I think we've hit most of our favorite fireworks here. Now is time for the grand finale. Of course, everyone oh. has been waiting and, and patiently just concerned, uh, waiting to see what's going to happen with Kevin Durant. And boy, did he deliver. Woo! Kevin Durant! Oh, my goodness. Talk about a grand finale. I'm going to... I'm going to let you uh, start your breakdown of the grand finale here. All right. Um, okay. I'm... How, and this, is a, this is a big win for you, so I'm going to let you uh, break it down to start. All right. Now, as a Warriors fan, I have a couple, I have a couple things just about Kevin Durant's decision first off. I, I expected him to stay with the Thunder. I wanted him to go to Boston. I think that the Celtics, when they are good – they make the league better, much like the Knicks do with their fan base, the, that just that region. When they are good, they make the NBA better. And um, the pieces that would have been around him with Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart and all of the power forwards they have, and now Al Horford, I think that that would have been an awesome place for him to go. I hoped in the smallest tiny bits of my heart, in the little selfish areas of my heart, that he would go to the Golden State Warriors. And what do you know? He did. He's going to the Golden State Warriors. We now have, I'm saying we like I'm part of the organization. I'm not. Um, right. The Golden State Warriors now have the past, what, uh, nine scoring championships? Like the last nine scoring titles. That's nuts. That's crazy. They have uh, a combined three MVPs on their team. They have three awesome shooters, three great shooters now in Steph, Clay, and now Kevin Durant. I don't, I, 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 I can't get over this. Um, he, he, I want him to play the five just because he's six eleven, and wouldn't that just be the strangest death lineup ever? Um, as long as, as long as um, they are able to maintain their cap where they can keep Andre Iguodala. And they can keep Sean Livingston, and they can bring in a big guy, any big guy, just a big guy who is 
semi-serviceable. Oh, wait, they did. They went and got Zaza Pachulia, who at the break, a lot of people were thinking he may have deserved to be in the All-Star game. He, now, he's not an All-Star player, but he was playing up to a high potential. If he can keep that up, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You guys got to worry about the Warriors. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Zaza Pachulia. And then, and then on top of that, David West. He's a UFA, and David West is like, you know what? I've already given up $10 million in the last two years of my contract by taking a discount for the San Antonio Spurs. Might as well just take some more discounts. $1.29 million. He took the league veteran minimum, and he's going to the Warriors too. What the heck is going on? It, it, this, is, this is Christmas, and, and this, is, this is all eight days of Hanukkah. All at the same time. Cleveland, I'm glad you had your championship because you're not getting any more now. Oh, yes. Wow. That was emphatic and well said. I am. Um, oh, I'm sweating a little bit. What was your were you, what was your initial reaction when you when you heard the news? Oh, all right. So I'll I'll give you I'll give you the initial reaction. Um I was I was participating in a community parade. Um, and I was, um, I can't say exactly what I was doing because I'm not allowed to, I was doing an event with the Columbus blue jackets, uh, involving, uh, having green skin and I'll just leave it there. Uh, and so I, I, because I was in the middle of this, uh, event, uh, I, I was unable to check my phone. And so I finally sat down and it, I was very, very hot from the whole parade and I was just worn out a little bit and I like sat down and I just. I, I, I waited. I was I was inside. I got the air conditioning. I was like, all right, just look at my phone. I'll sit down. Then I'll do all the other things I need to do now. And I looked at my phone, and it was blowing up like I had never seen it blow up before. And I was like, what is happening? I had group messages. I had tweets at me. I had text messages. I had Snapchats. And I was like, something is going on. And I'm only like catching half messages at this point. They're like, oh my gosh. Oh, of course this happens. Yeah, you, I bet you're real happy. I was like, what is going And then I see a notification from the score, my, my app from the score. And it said that Kevin Durant is going to the Golden State Warriors. And I put the, I was in a car and I put the window down and I just screamed to anyone who could hear me. This is the greatest Kevin Durant's going to the Warriors. Oh my goodness. Oh! And then I just rolled the window up and I was like, I'm just going to let them settle with that. And I'm just going to sit in, in my, sit in my own happiness for a little while. I, I was, uh, I was blown away. I, I honestly did not expect him to go to the Warriors at all, which is why I was so ecstatic when I found out the news because I was so caught off guard. Wow. It sounds like you just had a Fourth of July that was just oh yeah through the roof. Incredible for you. Oh, there was a there was a fireworks show going on in the inside of that car just uh, by myself. It was incredible. Um, as, well, I will say this. Yeah, I will say this very quickly as mm -hmm. I transition. Uh, so it was kind of rainy in Columbus for Fourth of July. Yeah, it was. It was overcast so quite. Not only was it overcast and a little drizzle, but this definitely put a damper on my Fourth of July festivities Damn. And i'll tell you why mm -hmm. i'll tell you why right. um so i'll start by saying this there's a movie called a league of their own and yes. it came out about the women's baseball league that was formed during world war ii and all of the baseball players went overseas to fight and there was no baseball so right. they decided hey let's make a women's baseball league this movie stars right. tom hanks gina davis 
Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Madonna. Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna. Uh, you know, it's a star studded cast. If you haven't seen it, it's a great watch. Uh, <laughs> there is a part in this movie where Gina Davis is Sturge, who's also the best player in the league. Her husband comes back from the war. He has a foot injury. She's realizing, hey, I want to go back to where my, my home is, start a family. And she's standing with Tom Hanks. She's packed up. She's ready to drive away. And they have this conversation where she says, you know what? This all just got too hard. And he stops. And it's the <laughs> moment of the movie that is the best. He stops, he looks at her, gives this whole story, and the line that he gives, it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. It's the hard that makes it great. And I couldn't stop thinking about that when I thought about Kevin Durant. You know, we've talked about him so far this year You know, with the injury, coming back from that being healthy, um, kind of never having anything really go his way. Um to kind of get to the point where he's wanted to be as an NBA champion. Um, and we can kind of go back to many of the NBA superstars that have never had those things, that didn't have those things go their way, but had to fight through that hard to reach their level of greatness. Right. So you had, going all the way back, you had Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain battling it out to, to reach the level of greatness to be champion. You had Magic and Bird battling it out through each other to get to that level of ultimate champion. You had Isaiah uh-huh. Thomas breaking through the Boston Celtics to get to his championship. After that, you had Michael Jordan breaking through the Pistons, breaking through uh, breaking through the Boston Celtics and the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers to reach his level of greatness. Even at LeBron, he had to break through the Celtics to get to the, his level of greatness. He had to break through the Spurs to get to his level of greatness. He had to break through I mean, the Warriors, Steph, the 73 He had to break Warriors. through the Warriors. He had to break through the Warriors. You had Steph who had to break through LeBron to get to his level of greatness. And you, the stage was set for Durant to have to break through his peers, you know, break through LeBron, break through Steph, break through this all-time team to reach his level of greatness. Right. And I feel like as a fan of Kevin Durant, I am robbed yes. of him being able to reach that ultimate level of greatness because he joined the team that was the team he was going to break through to reach that level of greatness. And and, a team, and that's where I'm disappointed. And a team that really didn't have to go through those things either. When they won their right. championships, they, you know, sure, it, it, it was a couple years after they put everything together, but really it was their first year where they had Steve Kerr as their coach, uh, Andre Guadalas taking his role off the bench. That was the first year they had Sean Livingston, and the first year they really put everything together. That's when they won their championship, was yeah. right off the bat. They didn't have to break through those things as well. And I think that's part of the reason that a lot of people may not love the Warriors is because they didn't have to struggle. Um, and right. and and he's joining that team that really hasn't had that much struggle. Now, I mean, they lost the greatest season in NBA history, unfortunately. So maybe that comeback is is their struggle that they're going to break through. But I, I totally understand what you mean. Um, I, I totally understand that yeah. feeling that you're hoping for. I remember I've watched the, the Bad Boys uh, 30 for 30 documentary probably 18 times. And it's going through the, um, the growing pains of getting the team together and then the uh, loss in the uh, 87 uh, conference finals to the Celtics and then the loss in the 88 finals to the Lakers and then finally actually winning the finals in 89. Like that was their breakthrough moment. I totally understand what you're talking about. And it's, you just, you, you had those guys finally overcome what was going on. 
I totally get it. And I think as a fan of the league and as a fan of Durant, um, I think the big thing that, again, disappoints me, like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, shut uh, up. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, I'm, I'm just disappointed. Like we, we had this stage set for the next couple of years where Cleveland was emerging as like this super team in the East. You had the the Warriors being the Warriors, the Thunder putting together this incredible team that was going to just battle it out with the Warriors in the West right. over the next four years. Like and the Spurs, that's what I was looking forward and to. The Spurs revamping and the Spurs revamping as well. Still there, yeah. Like on the fly, still rebuilding what they're doing. You had all of these elite teams, and now I feel like we're going to be missing. We won't because we saw this happen when the Heat did a similar type thing where they, they formed this team that everyone thought was just going to run through everybody. And there will be ups and downs with this team, and they didn't. Um, but I, I just feel like that I'm robbed of this, in, this incredible height of basketball that was going to be reached over the next four to five years with Durant and Westbrook and now Oladipo kind of joining this this three to kind of match what the Warriors were doing to, to defend and guard them. And, and like the, the level of basketball is going to be played between those teams in the West. Like it was going to be a knockdown drag out and they were just going to keep going back and forth. And I was so excited to watch those two teams do it. And I'm robbed of that as a fan. And, right. and I think the other thing that's, that's hard to comprehend from a, like just, I, I play a lot of open gym. I don't play as much as I did, but I still play a little bit. So you play pickup, you pick teams. And sometimes you get on the team where you just you win a ton. And it's really not that fun. You know, like, right. like oh, well, this team you know won six in a row. It's really not that great. It's until you like, all right, let's reshoot. Let's make some new teams. Make some things a little more competitive. That's where it really gets fun. And I don't, I've been in those instances where I've been on a team and pickup where it's like, oh, we just won six in a row. This really isn't that great. And I've been like, hey, I'm going to go join the other team because I want to beat the team that we're like, we're winning. So I don't want to beat that team instead of be on that team. That's just rolling. Um, I was hoping Durant had that in him where it's like, instead of me joining that group of guys, I want to do everything and anything that I can possibly do to take that team down. And it hurts for me to see him join it as opposed to take the mindset of, I have to take them down. Right. And I think as, as, as his legacy goes, if he had never won one, I think it still would have gone off as he just ran up in a time against one of the greatest teams of all time that ever was put together. And he ran up against that and also came at the same time as LeBron came up. But if he would have won one in an era where you had the Warriors and LeBron, it would have heightened his ultimate legacy for me. Again, all of this comes back to me and not actually projecting on him. <laughs> this is all me. Um, this is all on me. And I try to differentiate to a lot because, He's free to do whatever he wants, and it's incredible that he can. I am just disappointed that I'm robbed of this rivalry that was starting to form between those two teams, and we won't get to see it at the height that we were going to see it. That's where my level of disappointment lies. Well, Dan, you know, let's go silver lining for you on this one. Uh, this means that Russell Westbrook is going to average probably 34 shots a game. And he's just going to go nuts. And I think he's going to be an MVP candidate. Uh, this oh, just sets be. him loose. I love it. I love that this just sets him loose. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it's just, it's just really cool. That this all happened because this is such a fun time of the year. Oh yeah. And you know, the, the, the NFL talks about like owning the calendar, which the is NBA insane. has owned 
has owned the summer. Like the NBA has absolutely owned everything that's happened this summer, and I love every second of it. It's so much fun. I, I so, got excited when what my, a, I got excited yeah. when my phone buzzed for Matt Barnes getting a two-year twelve to the Kings. Like that, that I exactly. I absolutely love the free agency. Uh, and what a, what a great note to end on with with uh, Kevin Durant. That is the grand finale. Um, what what an impact he had. Um, that being said, Dan, you've been to a fireworks show, right? Oh, of course. Oh, Many. yes. So you get you get through the whole show. You have the big start, and you and you get a couple of those fireworks in the middle, and then you have those. Ooh, is this the grand? Ooh, I thought there was gonna be. Ooh, I, nope, it's not gonna be. And then it hits. You're like, whoa, this is the grand. Holy cow! Oh, look at all this. This is amazing. And then. It's over and it's all done and people are start packing their stuff up. They cheer and they start clapping. They're like, "All right, now we got to face all the traffic." And what happens? What happens, Dan? Every single time something happens. Why don't you tell us what happens? There's like one more firework. The guys are like going up through and they're like, "Oh, crap, we missed one." Well, we're not going to save it for next it, year. It, Flip it yeah, off. It's one or two. It's it's for one guy's it's it's that or it's the guy that went and bought his own firework and was like, hey, check me out. I'm going to shoot right. my own firework off into the air after the really big firework display took place. And that grand Did finale, we it, it's, Go it's, ahead. it's so amazing. It's so incredible. And you're walking away. It was like, whoa, what a great time. And then there's the one more. And it just leaves a little bit of sour taste in your mouth. You're like, yeah, well, I guess that's how it's actually going to end. So that's how yeah, we're going to end our yeah. segment today. We're going to leave you one with a little sour taste in your mouth, and that's going to be Rajon Rondo, two years, $28 million to the Chicago Bulls. Now, the Chicago Bulls needed a point guard. They really did. Uh, after they got rid of Derrick Rose, they were already having troubles with Etwan Moore and Naren Brooks and Kirk Heinrich at times. Like They just had troubles. They needed somebody to play point guard, and this is where they landed. Oh, boy. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> what a big ending. What a roundup. Big piddling it off to the fireworks. Now we're going to sit in traffic. Thank you, John Rondo. Or or are we? Because it's now time for our favorite part of the show. Of course. My favorite part of the show. It is keeping up with Chris Daps. Man, it is going to be such a fun rest of the summer for Chris Daps uh-huh. because He's getting himself ready to go for his next NBA season. Right. But it's going to be with new NBA teammates. So many. Guys that have been in the so league for a while. I, I cannot wait for the relationship he's going to build with Joe Kim Noah. Yep. Uh, I think he and Derrick Rose probably won't talk to each other. Just uh-huh. because I don't think Derrick Rose talks to many people. I think that's very um, fair. But I think, I think him and Courtney Lee. <laughs> Yep. teammates, but I think I'm most excited about the relationship that he and uh, Jeff and Noah are going to form, hopefully starting sometime soon. I hope they like, get all together, do a banana boat ride, you know, do something fun together as a crew, put some, <laughs> po- do, some, <laughs> do, some do some pictures up on Instagram, let them know <laughs> their best buds, and just send it off. Uh, but that is currently teaming up with Chris Stapps. New teammates for him, new start for the Knicks, lots of excitement, and that was Keeping up with Chris Dapps. Back to you, Chuck. Well, I I would venture to remind you that they also have Brandon Jennings and Lance Thomas and Guillermo Herma Gomez are also. I know he's got a whole litany of new names to learn. Get them, get them all on the banana boat at the same time. (laughs) Let them have it. 
it is the end of our show. Uh, we're so glad to uh, run through this, uh, our favorite time of the year in, in the NBA draft, and, and then really into free agency of all the changes that are going on. Of course, at the end of the show, we like to do two different games, the first one being our trivia game. Dover has the trivia topic for us. Oh, yes. Dover, what do we got? Uh, for this week, I was just doing a little poking around, doing uh-huh. a little research, and I found this, this weird stat that I wanted to make into a trivia question, see if you yeah, guys can I'm get really it. scared already. Oh, yes. It's, it's kind of out there. Which player attempted the most three-pointers in his career without ever making one? Without ever? Ev- oh. What player? Dude? What player? There is a player. Can can you tell me how many years this person played? I can do that. He is up here on my phone. Okay. Give Take me your a time. Moment. Take your Hold time. Hold on. It's okay. Count to five. One, two, three, four, five. Do we get it? Uh, yes. He uh. played. <laughs> How many years did he play? 16 years. 16 years. <laughs> he okay. He played for 16 years. 16 years. And then can you also give us the teams that he played for? Not win, but the teams that he uh, played for. Clippers, Supersonics, Cavaliers, 76ers, and the New Jersey Nets. Okay. All right. So the Clippers, the – can you say them again? Supersonics. Supersonics. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh-huh. The Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Nets. Uh, is where he ended oh, his career. Shit. I don't like this game at all. Um, so 16-year career. 16-year career. Attempted yes. the most threes and never made Never. One. His his record was 0 and 25. I, d- I just don't – I feel like I don't have enough information to figure out who this – can you give me give me the teams one more time? Los Angeles Skippers. Okay. Seattle Supersonics. Okay. All right. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. The Philadelphia 76ers. All right. And the New Jersey Nets. I still have no idea. Um, and if you haven't already guessed, he's only attempted 25 three-pointers, so this is a big man. Yeah, the, no, that's where I was headed. Um, here's the problem with this. I have no idea who it could possibly be. Dan, do you have any clue? I have an idea. I I just... I remember this guy in the mid-90s. I, I don't think I have his name correct, uh, but he was always in my upper deck card packs. <laughs> so he was like, <laughs> and he was always ripped up, but like wasn't a really good player, but was always just around. Uh-huh. And my guess, I'm going to go ahead and give you my guess. It's not Irvin Magic Johnson. It's Irvin Johnson. Irvin Johnson. Uh, I'm going to tell not you. Not Magic. Not Magic. <laughs> not Magic Johnson. There's another Irvin Johnson. Um, uh, not Irvin Magic. There's another Irvin Johnson. That's who I guess. When I when I first heard the the what the actual question was, and then the years, uh, my mind went to Matumbo, and uh, and that that isn't going to work out based on all of those teams. So I I flat out I don't even have a guess. What do we got, Dover? Michael Cage. Michael Cage. Michael Cage. Guy. Can I? May I? May yeah, I? Yeah, sir? You, you can okay. look at the uh, Michael Cage. The information on Michael Cage. Oh lord! Played from '84 to 2000. Uh, yeah, long enough that we he he may have been only on our attempted radar. 25 three pointers his entire career. He was uh he led the NBA in rebounding in 1988. Uh, he was the consensus second team All American in 1984. 
when he played for San Diego State. Um, and he got a gold medal at the Pan American Games with the Caracas team. Caracas. In case, in case you're wondering. Um, those are the things that we now know about Michael Cage. What a day it's been. What a day it's been. Uh, we need to move on to our final day. segment. Uh, if it hits, I'm a genius. And we have some celebrating to do because one of Thanks us celebration. has been named a genius Thank you. for the week. Thank you. Jeremy Dover. Oh, yes. You said that there would be 10 foreign-born players taken in the NBA draft in the first round. Correct. And I didn't think that that would be the case. And, in fact, that has never been the case before. And, in fact, you were right. I There were, I believe, 12, 12 foreign-born players I called it. I knew taken it. in the first round. Absolutely incredible. Dover, you are a genius. Uh, we bow to your majesty and... Um, uh, good job. Well, thank you. There's Thomas Edison, Thomas Edison, Einstein, Jeremy Dover. Yeah, Genius. put me up there with the, the top caliber. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Dan and I were not as quite or not quite as successful. I thought that the Celtics uh, would just not find any trade partners. I honestly thought that just Danny Ainge just made everybody angry, and um, they would have to take all their picks. They did not. They've traded a couple of them away, and uh, they. I'm not a genius. Dan, you thought that DeMarcus Cousins might get traded through the course of the night, uh, and he did not. So uh, here we are. Um, right before the Summer League, or actually parts of the Summer League have begun. Again, there's three of them now. Um, and we have some, if it hits, I'm a genius, predictions. Dan, what have you got? I'm going to go ahead and start us off by saying Ben Simmons will have a 40.15 rebound game between now and our next podcast so the next time we record we ben simmons will have had a 40 point 15 rebound summer league game for the 76ers and i think that that's the most outrageous uh if it hits you've ever had in your life so yeah. yes well for me thank you yeah um i'm thinking that stanley johnson coming off of his i'm better than lebron uh he's just going to keep that attitude into the summer league and just go uh balls to the wall and I think he gets two triple doubles um, in his time through the summer league until we record next. How do we? What, oh, what's saying? Okay. I like that. I think it's a good one. I awesome. like it. Dover. I'm going with uh, Buddy Heald. Buddy. What I like, about him? I like Buddy. He looks good. I think he's going to average 15 points, six rebounds, and 10 assists throughout the entire Las Vegas summer league tournament. I love it. That's a yes. That's a hard yes for me. I'll give it a yes. No question. The double digit assist average. I'll give it a yes. Hey, I have the only win, so. He does have the only win. That's as, true. As you much are as we a, like to think Dover is the crazy one, in in fact, he's he's smarter than us all. Um, he is a real genius. I have a quote about insanity and, and genius being mixed up by Edgar Allan Poe, but I don't know where it is, and so I'm not going to pull it up somewhere now. Somewhere in the in the mind. We'll worry about that some other time. As we reach the end of the show, we want to remind you to check out thegamehouse.com. That's house, H-A-U-S, thegamehouse.com. That they have been supporting us through all this. They're some great guys. If you've listened to our last episode, their president, Robert Haynes, was on with us in our mock draft. We had a lot of fun. You should check out all of their content at thegamehouse.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at hack underscore uh underscore chat. And you can email us 
uh, at hackachatcast at gmail.com. We still need a name for our studio. We haven't named it yet. Uh, if you have any suggestions, find us on Twitter. Find us on Gmail as well. You can find myself on Twitter at Cleep3. Dover is on Twitter at JTD Perk. Dan is not on Twitter because he thinks computers are scary. Uh, they made Terminators happen. That's true. That is true, Skynet. Um, we want to give a big shout-out to Tim Piscitelli for making our music uh, in and out of these episodes. You can find him on his SoundCloud page at Tim Piscitelli. You can find us on SoundCloud as well as the iTunes Store, as well as the Google Play Store, as well as Stitcher. You can subscribe, rate, and review. Please tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Wait, wait. Shout it from a mountaintop. Wait, 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 wait. Nailed it, yes. We have forgotten about the most important free agent that is currently on the market. No, we already talked about Michael Harold, Cage. Yeah, we missed out. No, because Harold Miner is not currently on an NBA roster, thus making him a free agent. Can we talk about the meetings he's been taking to make sure he's back in the league? He doesn't league? have Harold any Miner's meetings. Off? Nobody's been talking about him since ever. That's where you're wrong, because people have been talking about him ever since he won the dunk contest, where they called him Baby Jordan. So oh that talk is still happening. So can we, you know, it's the summertime, relax a little bit on our next version of the pod can we talk about harold Miner's free agency summer i have a lot of summer i have a lot of plans for the summer i'll give it a hard maybe good that's all i ask for is hard maybe all right well well maybe we'll try for next week uh but until then we want you to travel safe be good to one another ball out 